All right. We're taking a wrestling road trip. What wrestling hometowns are we hitting up? Ooh, fun. You got one there, buddy? I got (laughs) Sure. (laughs) If we're going to take a road trip. Ice cold open. (laughs) (laughs) What better place to stop at besides outer space? Who, the who hometown, from... the hometown of Max Moon. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Like this, you just added like uh, what fifty thousand miles? I don't know how far it is to the moon or wherever. Yeah. No, outer you know space. I got want... gas money. Outer pal. space is technically before yeah. the moon. Outer space. Oh, thanks. Visiting Max Moon's hometown <laughs> is not our first stop that we're making. Our first stop that we're making. <laughs> okay. We're kicking this party off. We're going to Nastyville. All right. Oh, like very we're good taking one. A, taking a pit stop at Nastyville. I like that. See, I always I want to go to you're not coming wanna, back from. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Cobb County, Georgia, just so I can, oh. you know, when the music hits, I can say, you know what? Yes, I have been to Cobb County. <laughs> I have taken a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia. Oh yeah. It kind of well, sucks. While while we're close to Cobb County, Georgia, we might as well stop by Mount Trashmore in Florida. <laughs> nice. Hometown nice. of Duke the Dumpster Drosy. I love of it. Course. That's another good one. I, I no surprise to me. I'm going truth or consequences, New Mexico with yeah. Cactus Jack. And I just it's one. so it's so unbelievably good. And then we can round the trip out by going to parts unknown. We have to hit oh, parts gotta unknown. Go. Is you gotta like, go. Kind of I think like that's actually much more. I think that's actually the heart house. That's part of the heart house. I love it. Let's no, start the, show. the heart house is the state of euphoria, hometown of Man Mountain Rock. Even <laughs> even better. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the Wrestling Show. You continue to talk like you're talking right now. You'll be history on this program. Extra cooler show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Yo, Cozona! <laughs> that just blew my mind. <laughs> what you did, Jack Tony? Yeah, what right, focus? Right, 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 right. Every time I see a lady, I'm going to do something. Let's go. I've got under your skin. I'm ready for this episode now. Yeah. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick. I'm back. Thanks, guys, for holding it down. Uh, you did an incredible job. Uh, I was very jealous, uh, and I can't wait for next week's Extra Credit episode. Did you make Dude. those drawings yet? I'm working on it, guys. Give us an art update, damn it. I'm working on Naked Minion. <laughs> How I've already drawn like, one of them was in the background of his shot right now. <laughs> Big Naked yes. Midian. Just the nipples so far. <laughs> In Vigo the Carpathian style. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> we're, we're here for a, uh, a very special episode of Primetime Wrestling from September 9th, 1991. Um, mainly for our good buddy, uh, Big Bully Busick, that Jim uh, Jim put in the polls and won. And, I still can't uh, believe he won. There's, you know, oh. it's, I'm going to savor this for a long, long time. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stuff that happens in this episode, so we decided to cover the entire thing. Um, but we'll get there. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and join us over on their Discord channel. Matt, I'm going to hand it right back to you for some housekeeping. So we had some questions around Carlito's return, and uh, I uh, we we definitely thought that he came back at this Royal Rumble. That's not even close. Uh, I thought it was the last two Royal Rumbles. That uh, that wasn't close either. So Carlito was the eighth entrant in the 2021 
Royal Rumble. I feel like time has just in fast forward right now. Like yeah. since since the beginning of the pandemic, essentially the entirety of this show, 122 episodes later, it feels like uh, it's been three months. So uh, he was the eighth entrant in the 2021 Royal Rumble. Then he showed up in February 2021 at the Raw 10 year anniversary show. Then disappeared until Backlash 2023 in Puerto Rico. And that's what made me think of Royal Rumble. I knew he was there once earlier this year. And then finally, officially back at Fastlane, showed up on SmackDown again this week. And uh, we've got we've got Carlito back. Thank you and for that- Backlash. That was, that was bothering me. That's what it was. Yeah, that was the one. Puerto Rico. All right. That's Carlito. it. Awesome. Housekeeping. Until I, I may have a little housekeeping for later, too. But I'll, I'll save it. I look forward to it. So, like I said, we are watching Primetime Wrestling from September 9th, 1991. Um, and it actually, we said it's Big Bully Busick, but it also happens to be Ric Flair's first appearance on WWF TV. Ever. Uh, you know, Bobby Heenan's been toting around the big gold belt yeah. uh, for a while now. And this is the first time we see Flair on our television. And that that belt is not blurred out. Um, still it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and they start off with quite the cold open to this show. Um, I believe we have the audio. It's a little lengthy, but it is featuring the greatest of all time. So you've got to take that time and listen to it. It's, it's absolutely tremendous as he's walking through the control room behind the, behind the scenes at primetime wrestling. And I'm going to hit play. This place is a mess. Somebody get over here and clean this place up. Everything's got to run smooth tonight. The real world champion, Ric Flair's on my show. He's going to be coming through you, sir. Don't touch that belt. You nitwit, sit down, do something. Hey, guys, keep busy, keep busy. Ric Flair's on my program tonight. The real world champion. You got it? Let's go. Let's get a tie that matches. What are you doing? You still working here? You're fired. Come on, come on. This way, this way, this way. Hey, hey. What are you, down that Hulk Hogan 900 number again? Or are you calling Dial-A-Date? Get to work. Do something. And you get a haircut. Drop that ponytail. Don't you own a dress? Who dresses you? The state? Put that sweater on. Cover your up. Slump out someplace. I'm, I'm a little nervous tonight. I want to get things, things to be right. Nice hat. Pulled down over your face. It's a very important night. Be busy. Do something. Come on, dummy. Come on. Hi. <laughs> It's great too because it's just one shot. The camera's tracking him the entire way as he's walking through oh. the bowels of the arena, and it's just—it's a visually it's great. And then the he just he yeah, brasses literally every single everybody person he sees he walks on the way. I love it how he like there's a guy standing on a ladder. He like pushes him for a yeah. second. He's up in the <laughs> ceiling, um, pulls the hat over the guy's face. You know, goes at all the women too in, in backstage. It, it's top-notch I, in work. I love it. He calls it my program, too. Yeah. I love that. It's like his, <laughs> and he, cause he says program later on, too, when he's, well, we'll get there. One really subtle point is there's a big dude like on the right-hand side in the very beginning turns around and he tries to touch the world title because he's carrying the world title with him and tries to turn around and touch it. And I didn't get the exact words that he he did, but he was absolutely appalled that they were actually 
trying to touch the world title. It was hilarious. Also, Heenan looking impeccable in this sick uh, primetime crew neck with the logo yeah. on it. Oh, it's, it's And it's like, it's off-centered. It too. is off-centered. It's absolutely <laughs> off-centered. It was probably a misprint that he was like, ah, just give it to me. I'll wear it. <laughs> it's a good three inches to the right. Yes. Like, all right, you know. <laughs> it's like he meant for it to be like on the upper left-hand corner, like of his chest. And they just like zoomed in to like 500% and yeah. pasted Fixed. it on the front. Fix the crew neck though, and it's it's beautiful, right? I mean, yeah, I would even take it crooked. I wonder I if they say that. Lots of collector's <laughs> item. Yeah. So right after uh, Heenan's cold open, we get the intro, which is like just corny, corny. It's not Oprah in Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then at the end, um, you hear this guy's voice, and it sounds like it's Repo Man doing the voiceover to the introduction. I don't know. I don't know who does it, but it's their take at a late night show. They've kind of shifted gears with primetime wrestling. It's no longer Heenan and gorilla backstage at the desk. It's uh, it's, it's Heenan and Sean Mooney. And you get like, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes doing his best Andy Richter impersonation. Uh, He's (laughs) He's got the intro man. Yeah. I, Lord Alfred Hayes has the strangest haircut I think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, he's got one of those haircuts you have to get when you're like going to the electric chair. I think that's what it is. <laughs> it's like they, they show a profile view of him and he combs it down on every which way yeah. possible. He gives himself bangs. He's got it over his ears. It's it's bizarre. Um but anyway, uh, speaking of Halloween, it's not speaking of Halloween, it is Halloween season. And I think I've said this on the show before, but I knew someone in college that was growing their hair out for Halloween so they could dress like Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> That's beautiful. And when the person <laughs> said that to me, my, like my brain, like short circuit, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> the fact now, like, now Nick explained it, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. Now you know. Now, you know, so here they are in front of this crowd and they're they're trying to do their own take on like Oprah and Sally, Jesse, Raphael. uh, (laughs) Yep, That's exactly what it is. (laughs) There's like a lot of like, I don't know, 40, like the, the age range goes from like kids who are probably like 10 years old all the way to like parents but without kids in the crowd and they're dressed suits in suits there. yeah a lot of yes, suits this is definitely filmed at like 5 15 p.m on a tuesday or whatever yeah and they got people like free tickets like coming out of work hey you want to come see your free show pal you know like there's that, that's what it is it's like don't even know what wrestling is probably half these no people. there's three rows of people and they've strategically placed like rocker neon green rocker yeah. hats and they're like every like six people in every other row and that's the only wrestling merchandise outside of the uh, the like styrofoam, styrofoam Legion of Doom yeah. shoulder pads. But that's it. There, there's there's nobody else is wearing any wrestling merch. Um, a lot of business attire. A lot of business. Attire. A lot of business attire. And and uh, then there's two legitimate fans of which I'm assuming are legitimate fans of wrestling. And uh, one of them looks like it could have been Nick's older brother or maybe like an older cousin, <laughs> as he's wearing a Dan Marino jersey. Yes, and oh, that guy. Some Miami Dolphins Zubaz pants. <laughs> so beautiful. I, beautiful. I, Absolutely beautiful. The one the guy a lot of Zubaz on this show, by the way. Yes, yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) Uh, And then the guy sitting to his right on the screen has on a really classic '90s like New York Yankees T-shirt with a huge block letters on there. Like those two to me look like the only legit fans. And then the kids that were there as well. There's a kid in the front row. He's got the LOD 
showed their face on. paint. It's like the animal face paint. Like, did Animal come out there and do that? Because it, it looks looked immaculate. Yeah, it was it, beautiful. <laughs> absolutely perfect. Um, so uh, Sean Mooney suggests that they pass the, the title around that Heenan's carrying. Uh, he <laughs> obviously does not like that, dismisses it. We get a, a quick shot of uh, Jameson in the crowd, who I feel very uncomfortable watching this grown man act like a child. <laughs> I feel, I, the, the gimmick alone is just didn't age well. Yeah, what is yeah. he, what's he doing? Is he like like a Revenge of the Nerds shtick? I like that's a hundred percent cross between that and Pee Wee, maybe no, not yeah. Pee Wee. I don't know. Vince Vince was just ah, get a nerd on there, like basically that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Get a nerd. <laughs> what was Heenan's like? <laughs> Jamieson's gonna get peanut butter peanut on the butter. belt or something? Peanut butter and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mooney's like starts Jeez. like engaging with Jamieson, not for the 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 last time on this episode. And he didn't like cuts Mooney off. He's like, go talk to him. We've got a program. <laughs> and then, I, I love that Heenan's first reaction was uh, was was telling Sean Mooney that he can't put his common hands on the world title. That's I mean, just hey, a beautiful way of putting it. Sean Mooney is a pretty common guy. How old? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down the Mooney slander. How old do you think? Podcast. I, oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Does he actually have the stat? Hit us, Jim. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. How old? How old is Mooney? How old do you think? 31. Oh, I, I would definitely say like 34. Okay. I'm going 29. Ooh, it's 20. Uh, no, he is 32. Mikey is very oh, close. Boom. All right. Uh, so <laughs> let's head to our first match. The opening contest is the Dragon versus Colonel Mustafa. Just you, heard, you heard that correct. The Dragon the fiery superstar. He's 18 and 0 and he's facing off against 13 and 0 Colonel Mustafa, okay? Not so those Ricky records the Dragon Steamboat. No, those don't include their their records. So you're telling me that Colonel Mustafa had 13 matches in the WWF cuz I find that hard to believe. Now these singles matches cuz we know he lost at SummerSlam yeah. right before this, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, this is one of those matches that takes place at the Wrestling Challenge um taped like a few weeks earlier, but Erie, Pennsylvania. I, 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 I'm baffled by this. You know, the way they're talking about Steamboat, especially in the commentary, is like insulting. They're ignoring the fact that this guy had like the greatest match ever on their their television <laughs> at WrestleMania three versus Macho Man. Can I give you though some statistics on the Ricky the Dragon run in Please. WWF? All right, Please. here we go. And they do separate out, you know, old school WrestleMania three Ricky Steamboat. So his 1991 run, right? Here we go. He was undefeated on television, period, and only won, lost one match in his entire run, which was, I don't know, what, six months or so. But it was at a house show. <laughs> Ready for this? It's a big a house show. Back no, no, no. A house show bout against none other than a certain alligator man. Wow. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and he gave his notice after said match and quit the company shortly thereafter. Yeah, I can't That's really blame him after that. Can't really blame it. He was supposed to be at um, the Survivor Series, too, um, with Neidhart, um, who else? Duggan and Kerry Von Erich against Colonel Mustafa Skinner, the Berserker, and Big Bully Busick, who was actually replaced by Hercules. So. Wow, a couple of wait. So who re wait? So he did appear in that match? No, uh, no he was uh, replaced. Uh, I don't. Hold I on. forget who replaced him. I remember that match. And I remember that Colonel Mustafa team. Yeah, give me a second here. Yeah, I got it. I'll, we'll let you do some housekeeping while we talk about Jameson. Oh, he was off. replaced by Tito Santana. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> bland Arriba. and bland. 
Can uh, we can we have a draft of rest no. best wrestlers <laughs> that have worn khakis as part of their uh, <laughs> Colonel Mustafa cannot move and wrestling in khakis does not look fun. Um, but anyway, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat wins uh, with a flying body press, and this match goes about four minutes, a little over. And uh, yeah, Jameson cuts the. Let's go to Jameson showing off the newest edition of WWF the magazine. Uh, it's with um, Liz and Macho Man on the cover, and I don't want to think about that guy holding that magazine. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> do you hate Jameson because he was you know teaming up with the Bushwhackers for a bit? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, I'm I'm saving my bushwhacker talk okay. for, yeah, for a little later on. <laughs> save those bushwhacker hot takes. What, is, what does Jameson say? You got it? I do not have it. There's no. great pictures <laughs> and and funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Saul Rosenberg from Turkey Boys. <laughs> can you do that Jameson? Was really good, can you just, yeah. yeah, can you just be Jameson the rest of the episode? See if you can pull it off. <laughs> sure. I'll give you a dollar for every five minutes you go as Jameson. <laughs> That's a great deal. <laughs> we have excellent. a face-off. We have a face-off between Stu Hart and Jameson pretty soon. Oh man, just, they're going to co-host an episode. Maybe. <laughs> Sign <Yeah>. me up. <laughs> Next big bully music episode. They're they're uh, hosting. Too That's good. That's a deal. I got a. <laughs> Sorry, Jameson. <laughs> oh, all right. Next up, Undertaker and Paul Bearer Nick are, off the rails. are the first studio guests. Uh, and we get the footage shown of uh, Randy and, and Liz's wedding reception. And uh, Paul Bearer shows off this bizarre photo album. Yes. Um, that to mem- memorialize this occasion and it's it's just strange the pictures it's like my three-year-old takes on my phone yeah um, it's vince is narrating it yeah vince narrating it was absolutely hilarious because yeah. when the snake comes out of the box then disaster <laughs> struck would you say like- this this like wedding reception and afterwards is probably one of the most things that we have watched. Like in college, we watched this endlessly because we thought it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, definitely. And it's something yeah. I'll never, ever complain about watching. No. Like when this, they cut to this clip. I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. I have in my notes. Watch, watching these highlights never gets old. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> no. endless entertainment. Something Please, new I, every time. If, if I go first, not to get all morbid, but. I want this looping at my wake, okay? Like the reception, play that. So, like, you come pray over me in the casket, and but you, meanwhile, like in the corner of your eye, like Macho Man's opening up loose blenders at his wedding or whatever we're, gifts we're he's gonna, getting. We're gonna decorate the oh, room uh, like this too, like have a table of gifts with fake snakes coming out of them. Yeah, and if 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 man, I wish I could go back and like get married again, like instead of like. Oh, it's a black tie affair. No, everyone, everyone has to dress like Jake the Snake Roberts to, to this wedding reception. <laughs> the snakeskin boots and like the he's it's a what's, good look. I'm so I'm saying. Renew what your vows again. Hey. Yeah. What the listeners don't know is that his wife would totally be down for that. Yeah. I feel like it's an easy sell. Yeah. <laughs> Very you know, much. Twentieth so. anniversary party. Boom. Market. Save the date. <laughs> Start <sighs> designing, Nick. <laughs> Paul Bearer in like daylight with studio cameras on him is not something I want to see ever again. Looks like he's melting. 
yeah, he's going he's, he's going 100 though right he's like oh, looks like yeah. he's convulsing at some point it's the, the facial expressions yeah, are incredible is... his eyebrows like drawn on with makeup or are, are so good and he looks pretty lean too yeah this this version of uh percy um but it's, anyway it's the one that used to bug us out so much when we were kids i mean this is yes. the first year we started watching and like this is the paul era that you like remember <laughs> the most to make to contorting his face and doing all yes. this he's never not doing something no uh that's the beauty of paul bearer too yeah. yeah he's he's also new too so yeah he shows shows off that uh that that book like we spoke about and uh before we head to our next match, let's talk about what's in everybody's cooler. The Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop Brewing is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and the one that I'm drinking right now tonight. I have uh, no pumpkin because pumpkin beer is disgusting and this has Amen. no pumpkin flavors in it. We've spoken about it endlessly. <laughs> it's got to be. It's it's perfect for this time of year uh, for the pumpkin haters. Do you, it, it, it's a way to just rub it in their face too. Oh, you got a pumpkin ale? Let me try it. Nope. Nope. Yeah. See, the, the funny <laughs> thing is, is I actually I like Matt, you talk about being a basic bitch every once in a while. I That's like me. I like pumpkin flavor <laughs> in my you. coffee. High five. High five. In my coffee. Oh, I like no. a, a pumpkin beer every now yeah. and then. No. It's a, the, the problem with the pumpkin beers for me is they vary in flavor so much. They can either be it's so strong. Or like, if it's got a nice subtle hint, I can have one. But if it's like one of those really Super strong, ones, sweet yeah. too, it's almost like uh, yeah. it tastes like a like a Jägermeister kind of not yes. the taste, but the the, the mouthfeel. Yeah. What do you guys I got? Did it? I worked mouthfeel in there. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. You're you're continuing to go for it, and I truly appreciate it. But I, I, to me, when there's an overpowering flavor, if you just like sip a beer it should taste like a beer with a hint of whatever the flavor you want it not completely i'm drinking a straight pumpkin like that that's where i completely draw the line and i just remove i remove all pumpkin from my beer intake and i am finally drinking the fifth anniversary happy anniversary hazy ipa from sloop that mike dropped off uh nick talked about it a couple weeks ago mike talked about it a couple weeks ago it is absolutely tremendous uh again it's celebrating i'm really impressed by it it's it i i'm agreeing with mike that this is my favorite sloop beer uh oh it's it's very disappointing that it is a limited edition release and i won't be able to get anymore (laughs) but anyway it was even better on draft Feel of approval from both of you like that number one huge this this is massive it's tremendous and uh yeah never gonna get this is that what borat says right uh so it's celebrating the fifth anniversary of the factory which is where we held our wrestlemania story uh wrestlemania party uh this past april so uh cheers boys cheers cheers is it my turn or yeah oh i got (laughs) al dente an italian pilsner italian style pilsner from talea brewing company and from brooklyn what do you what they got ravioli stuffed in there or something? No. <laughs> they got brewed by floral. Uh I don't think he's Italian, honey. but I really <laughs> wish you were doing the Jameson bit right now. <laughs> it's, it's crisp. It's got flowers in it. <laughs> did he did he earn a dollar yet or what? No. <laughs> nope. No. All right. 
I've All got right. some beer from Costco. Whatever, I don't care. Keep going. <laughs> is it Kirkland? <laughs> no, it's not Kirkland. It's it's an IPA. It's okay. it's good, but it's I'm not you know. We we drank follow Jameson. We drank a whole lot of Kirkland's at uh, Nick's bachelor party, but that's a story for another day. Moving on. <laughs> All right. We've got our next match on tap. We've got Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy facing off against some jobbers in a squash match. Uh, oh, my goodness. My God. So do jobbers have people holding signs that say the Bushwhackers on them? People are losers. Jobbers don't have <laughs> you merch. Brought, jobbers you don't went, have merch. Yeah. Jobbers don't All face right. more right. jobbers. All right, yeah. shout, shout out to Nolan Harris who who yes. said that uh, jobbers don't push merch, but and he's right. But can you imagine I going to a I house show it. and bringing a bushwhackers sign with you? Like, what kind of lunatic are you that you want to get your head licked in the front row? Do you see that girl's face? She they lick the side of her face like she. Uh, it's disgusting. They molest her. Well, you you know, and then right after that, Monsoon goes, the Bushwhackers are licking and whacking their way through the roster. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I Hayes, Hayes is like, oh, Gorilla, I do say. <laughs> oh, man. It, it was it was a, a an interesting moment for sure. And then you get the uh, the box in box uh, promo from the Beverly Brothers and the Genius. And uh, man, I, I love that Nick has lost his Sorry. shit right now. I wish you could all see him dying laughing behind the microphone, trying to uh, mute himself. He is muted, it was a, which it was a terrible so Lord Alfred impersonation. Lord <laughs> Alfred Hayes really did me in there. Almost stuffy. Did you see Thanks when, for picking it up, Matt. <laughs> did you did you guys see in the match? I don't know. Nick probably wasn't paying close attention. He probably like go make <laughs> toast oh, during yeah. Bush Screw these guys. <laughs> he but totally Bush, Bush bites Barry Hardy like right on the asshole at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. We pulled the Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, go go he back. Puts his hat back. Episode 120. <laughs> puts his hat on Tim White, who looks real young. Um Man, this is this is some interesting <laughs> wrestling right here. Because I don't even know. I don't so, want to talk anymore so about messed this. Up. <laughs> I'm all, all, all thrown off. This picture in picture oh, that Matt spoke about was when the Beverly Brothers introduced the genius as their manager for the first time. Yeah. Um that's genius. really really the highlight of this match. We're big Lenny Puffo fans here. You are big Lenny Puffo fans. All I could think about with during this match and we got to see the Bushwhacker battering ram, correct? We did. It took me back to the old days in Nick's backyard, our backyard wrestling. I thought that was their finisher. That is their finisher. Yeah, I, that's that like double finisher. stomach breaker is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they don't. They don't know what's going on. But I, this <laughs> took me back to Nick's backyard wrestling uh, federation, whatever you want to call it, with the uh, ring which had the the garden hose ropes, and Nick would routinely beat us. I think Nick's record was probably like Colonel Mustafa's. Uh, <laughs> yes, times correct. Five. But um, if we could go back and tell our younger selves, Michael, I wish that me and you challenged him to a handicap match, and we finish him off with the Bushwhacker <laughs> battering ram. Yes. I might have actually sold that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fly out of the ring like Shawn Michaels at uh, SummerSlam yeah. 06, 05 his, or whatever his, it is. For our listeners, Nick's record was so good because he knew how to do the small package and none of us could get out of it. Yeah, we didn't really uh <laughs> we didn't really uh produce our matches uh like they do uh, these days, but I, anyway. I would have 
I would have paid money to see recordings of this, let alone be there There's in person. Somewhere. Like, there's, there's one. Somewhere. There's oh, one. There is. There's yeah, at least I have one. them somewhere. But oh, I'm falling off a ladder. There's a ladder oh. match. Is this there's, the really nasty the, bump that we hear about? Yes, Didn't that's Jim, true. The ladder. Is it on video? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's in somewhere. The, it's in the Nick archives. Extra yeah, cooler I've, archives. I've been in this closet right next door to me. And, and uh, fans at home, all dozen of you, uh, that's $50 on the Patreon. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, Nick, I will see you tomorrow at yeah. probably like 7.30 p.m. And I am going to tear that closet apart because I want to find that shit. We would have to find somewhere to play it first because. I don't care. I, I don't know. Supermania 2. Supermania yes. Oh, yes. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it. Our next, uh, our next bit. I feel like. I feel like you said that, like Mike Tyson. What's next for you? WrestleMania 15. (laughs) Supermania 2. I'm trying to to host a podcast here, guys. (laughs) Sorry. sorry. I'm just trying to see that video. (laughs) We've got uh, Hercules, who is 0-1 with Slick. And he's facing off against Phil Apollo. And Hercules looks ready looks like he's ready to burst oh, his, God. His, his face oh, yeah. looks like it's ready to pop like a pimple <laughs> i i believe uh paul roma has recently super recently exited the company uh, yes so right around that this. makes sense and that's makes why sense. the living steroid this guy like probably slurps up anabolic steroids like <laughs> nom, 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 nom. He, he looks he looks like if someone murdered Rick Rude and dumped Rick Rude's body in the river and then it washed up on the shore like four days later all waterlogged and shit. That's what Hercules looks like. <laughs> That's really good. That's a very accurate description. I really like that. Is Hercules still alive? I'm done for tonight. All right. See you tonight. You guys finish. <laughs> Hercules is in a Her- Her- He's not alive. No. There's no way. There's no way. But they were also calling uh, Herc and Jerk, and that explains the oh, Paul Jesus. Roma thing not being around, oh, right. and them, you know, oh, ripping yes. into wow. Paul Roma. Right? That makes total sense. They were going to split them up anyways. I heard, but yeah. Paul Roma was just like, "I'm out." Yeah, interesting. Smart move. It's, you know what? The, the worst. You know, like those commercials uh, for whatever Rogaine or whatever maybe with the side effects, like the side effect of covering Big Bully Busick is that you also have to watch a match where Hercules goes over. Like, I, <laughs> I can't believe that was on this card. Like in 1991. Hercules versus Phil Apollo, though. Well, he, so, yeah. So some some quick housekeeping. Uh, Hercules died in March of 2004. Just just so we know. And I don't have to actually write notes and do housekeeping. We get a uh, after the match, we get uh, Heenan talking about uh, he how he had the locker room door slammed in his face by Hogan at SummerSlam. And they go over that whole spiel. A lot of a lot of recap stuff throughout. But next up, we have a newly repackaged Jim Neinhart facing off against jobber number one, the Brooklyn Brawler. Um, He beats him in one minute and 16 seconds and really interesting. They've rebooted this guy. They've given him the MC hammer pants and the new boots, the yellow with the checkers, the new foundation style. Yeah. But he's still got Bret Hart's music. Like Bret is a a bona fide single star right now. He's the intercontinental champion. Right. And, and, and he's still coming out to the same music. Come on guys. Where's you? Johnson? Do you think that was Neidhart? Like, I want the music too. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Gorilla is absolutely just 
tearing him apart the entire time too and especially the gear he's like did somebody call a taxi like making yeah. fun of the checkerboard on his uh on his pants <laughs> and the yellow and the man it was like how are we supposed to take this guy seriously when gorilla monsoon is just tearing him apart yeah not I think Gorilla crazy. gets the like, and this is a theme throughout this card. Gorilla, 100%. not that this is all the same. It's like a mixtape, basically prime time, right? Yes. Yep. But yep. Gorilla feels like he's like, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like he's like <laughs> tired. It's like how many of these jobberific matches does he have to watch and talk about? It's pretty he, he, rough. He's about to do it to, to uh, Triple B, the big bully Busick. Oh yeah. yeah. So next up, we've got our our match that we came here for. Um, big bully Busick with his manager Harvey Whippleman, who is he's two and zero, oh, and he's facing off against Jim Powers in this match. Now, Jim, you do you have anything to say about Big Bully Busick? Because <laughs> <laughs> we hardly knew you. <laughs> we hardly knew you. And Big Not, Billy yeah. Busick came out on top. He faced uh, quite a uh, three other jobbers, and uh, <laughs> I actually want to cover all three of them. Fantasio, yeah, the one guy, Fantasio. Fantasio. The, who's the guy from the early two thousands? That was I was totally unfamiliar with actually until I did my research with, and I don't. I'm yeah, still I, can't, I, can't, him, I don't I can't even think of his name. <laughs> the blonde guy who's supposed to be the anti Undertaker, who's like the religious guy. Oh, Heidenreich. Morning, Mordecai, or... Mordecai, Mordecai, Mordecai. There you go. Mordecai. But Heidenreich was also one of the other guys. What, no, what was the German? Brackus. 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 If if Brackus won, I definitely was going to have us watch a uh, Raw with like Brawl for All on it because he was in Brawl for All. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. We hardly knew ye. We hardly uh, knew so, ye. So, a big bully both music. I mean, it's come on. Really, really interesting. Gorilla is really trying to pull put this gimmick over um who Busey, jimmy powers he's a nice young jimmy man powers. they love jim powers and alfred hayes well, he's a very personable young fellow you're right <laughs> lord alfred hayes on commentary is like they just ran out of people and they're like ah, give lord alfred hayes a shot <laughs> yeah. yeah either that or this is like used as like tryouts right like you just ah, get, get on there with monsoon and see what if there's any chemistry <laughs> there well, we'll see yeah talk yeah. about ico pro uh Half the time Hayes comes off like he's like, you know, half a bottle deep in a beet bottle of beef eater or something like that. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So big bully music to paint the picture, because maybe some people don't know who he is or you're driving right now, hopefully, and listening to us. He comes out and he's got a a red turtleneck sweater with a a double B or triple B maybe stitched into the, the chest of the sweater. He's got black trunks on and he's got what kind of hat is that i don't even know it's oh like it's a bowler. bowler yeah the bowler hat okay and then oh, he's got a, a specific name you guys <laughs> you guys keep talking give me one second I his mustache <laughs> is like a wide handlebar would be my guess um anyway they he comes out with whippleman who i don't understand why harvey whippleman is dressed the same as Wee herman oh a thousand percent um, this is his debut <laughs> yeah i don't get it like why this is, this is whippleman's debut too Blue He's blowing smoke in people's faces. I actually really loved Whippleman debuted with Busick. Yes, that yeah, I, I forgot about that because they they did have like the matching kind of 1920s outfits they're going with here. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, it he's doing some great heel work, just being really obnoxious. Big bully Busick is trying to be a bully in there. I don't. I feel like. 
So they this match gets Whippleman over more than yes. Big Bully. Oh yes, it totally does. And you know, there's a ring attendant that is coming to the ring and 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 going to uh, take his gear back, and that's when he starts picking on him. He takes his tie off, he wraps it around his head. He's pretty much doing all of the classic like disney bully type yes. stuff that you would expect he looks like one <laughs> disney uh, bully that's a good way he looks like pete from uh yeah. he's like yes. you know yeah skinny Mickey's antagonist pete. yeah skinny's yeah. version like, you just expect him to ah put your dukes up like that kind yes. of that kind yeah. of vibe right yeah so uh but harvey whippleman like blowing smoke from his cigar into people's faces including this poor ring attendant is absolutely hilarious to me and like and something that you just too. can't get now right yeah and yeah no just get out of here get out of here <laughs> yeah. getting of, heat they are getting heat they they are, are, yeah 100%. a lot of action outside the ring um th- at one point they work their way back in and he delivers a knee lift and lord alfred hayes goes nuts for it on commentary what a knee lift <laughs> and gorilla responds to him like in in reference i love it when gorilla calls him your lordship yes. that's my favorite your lordship your lordship i want to know more about big bully like does do has this guy ever shown up in wwf without this gimmick no this is he's right? like barely wrestled he um had this gimmick he went away he did all this kind of side work security all that kind of stuff you might imagine like he worked as like a security at a casino. He's doing all kinds of stuff on the side, but he didn't really, you know. Yeah, uh, he was in the I? Indies for a bit, but nothing, you know, remarkable. And he's only here for, you know, again. He was supposed to make. He's another guy. Kind of had the same kind of run that um, Dragon. Obviously, Dragon had his right. steamboat had his previous run, but in '91, he also had this very short run that came to an end abruptly, like right before Survivor Series. Because, uh, like I said before, he was supposed to be on the uh, the heel team there, right? And was replaced by uh, the bloated corpse of Rick Rude, aka Hercules. <laughs> he just died I... recently. Herc? Oh, wow. Yeah, he did. Oh, no, he said he's bully. Yeah. Wow. How I... old was he? Because he looks like he's sixty here. Thirty. <laughs> you, it, oh, I almost I gave you. He's in his thirties here. He's thirty-seven. That's that's insane. Yeah, he looks. His face looks like the dad from the Wonder Years with a mustache. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Okay, that's good. I I love that Jim is like creating his own faction on this podcast. You know, like he <laughs> has just added Big Bully Busick to uh, be his heavy in his in his crew. So now he's got Busick to match him up with the Alligator Man to match him up with Stu Hart, who's managing them all. Like I, I'm really liking what you're doing, Jim. I love he- it. Love Matt, it. I love that you picked up on that. You're a good friend. You know where my head's at. Because I'm going to get my next tattoos. We Mount Rushmore. And oh. you just named, you know. Three out of the four. And underneath it, can you can you have something that nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, please? Can you just write that? It's going, this is going Etched right on my ass. Right on my ass, cheek. So Big Bully, he. he my uh, wife's going to be like, why is Dino Bravo on your ass? <laughs> Who's that fine-looking Canadian man? <laughs> World's strongest man back then. He, so yeah. wait, we didn't we didn't talk about the end of this match because Big Bully Busick wins via submission with the stump puller, which can, is can I a pretty incredible move? I'm gonna play the finish and the announcers explaining the stump puller. Oh. A version of the old stump puller, your lordship. Yes, a double stump puller. That Let's is look to the lovely part. Mike McGurk. Here is your money. Big Bully Music! Bully chunky one up in the wind column. 
choking <laughs> one up. Is talk about this move for a minute now. Essentially, well, if you don't remember Doink doing a stump pull or two, right? There was yes. there was some of right, it there, yeah. but ultimately, this is a double stump puller, as you heard your lordship speak to. So he essentially takes his opponent. And he takes a really awkward like setup move here where it looks like he's going to go for an atomic drop, but doesn't yeah. land him he on just, his knee. There's no knee, yeah. He just lets him fall to the mat. And so now his opponent is sitting there on his ass with his legs straight out. And <laughs> Big Billy Busick now has positioned himself <laughs> where he has placed his nuts on the back of yeah, his like dude's he's head. A, a, on a your neck. Like a piggyback ride. Like when you put your kid ride. on your shoulders. And then he's grabbing both of this dude's ankles and pulling up both legs, which like, all right, I, let's let's just assume you're in this submission hold. Are you submitting from the pain of the actual move or because you have another grown man crushing his testicles on the back of your head? Which one is making you tap out first? He looks like he's taking a, like a nasty dump too. Like he's like, his whole, like looks he's like he's sitting on a, well. like a turlet. Yeah, exactly. It is he. It is a unique move, though. I'll give him that. You know, like, yep. And the name is great—the double stump puller. Yeah, but yeah. man, uh, and he's know. he's like this move blows him up, dude. It's like borderline purple after yeah. like he comes up, Jim right? He, he looks like something from um, I don't know if you guys watch it, Nick. I know you do on Christmas or I think Thanksgiving. They play the old Laurel and Hardy, the March of oh, Wooden yes. Soldiers. 100%. He looks like like one of those yeah. creatures yes. from there. <laughs> But that that makes sense though, because he's supposed to be an old nineteen uh, twenties guy taking yeah. a big old crapola at the end of his matches with his. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Thank you, thank you, guys. That felt like a practical joke that I played on you. Like my first instinct was, I'm not even going to say anything during this and let them like. <laughs> I there was all right. So all of these jobber matches that we essentially just get a pre uh, a review of. Uh, I did not take oh. any notes. It was just like, okay, here it is. This is the next match. Okay, moving on. And my only notes were like, coming from Rochester, New York, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania. Like that was it. This one, I, I actually broke it down, like move for move, and I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> how many, cans, how many cans did you give it? Uh, yeah. Well, whoa, 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 before you go, there is a Meltzer rating. Did you guys find that? There is a Meltzer rating. Yeah, there's Meltzer it. rating. He gave it a uh, three point two five. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way that's a mean trick <laughs> well played all right ready next no up we've got gene, gene okerlin he's is given our his update segment where he recaps the uh piper heenan confrontation on the funeral parlor um basically this is just a way to fill in for hogan right because hogan's you know filming his movies but the most fantastic part about this segment is it's got Heenan, he's talking with, with Paul Bearer, and he's holding the big go belt. And then they cut to what is got to be Vince and Piper in front of a green screen. And the way they're like supposed to be positioned at the announce booth, like they're looking at what's going on in the funeral parlor. And Piper gets up from the table all hot and bothered. Vince is trying to do his best acting job. It's <laughs> It's so bad. It's so, so it's so the most bad. noticeable thing in the world that it's clearly like, yes. all right, let's do this and pretend like and then Vince, oh. you pick it up like when he gets down there. It is it's the funniest thing. It's like Vince yeah. like Piper, it's movie magic pal. You know, like, <laughs> I don't I don't really have much to say about this this but, but whole thing about Think about like the old like 1991 television quality versus HD oh, and where yeah. you can see the 
the back symbols on yeah. uh, Hercules here. Like yeah. completely different. I uh, bought it back then. Oh, easily. I, I do love that uh, Piper, when he shows up on the funeral parlor, uh, calls Paul Bearer. He goes, hi, Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one pops me. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Piper in this uh, pink button down over a white button down version. It's it's <laughs> one of my favorites. But uh, our next match, we've got Texas Tornado 27 and 0 facing off against Irwin R. Scheister. Oh, God. This match goes eight <laughs> minutes and 20 seconds. What? Most, most of. Most of the enjoyment I got out of this match was uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and his pronunciation of things and Gorilla yes, ripping into him for it. Yes. So leverage uh, instead of leverage and tornado instead of tornado. And he like uh, Hayes is like going back to it, too. And he like is trying so hard to call him tornado and not tornado. <laughs> and he, he keeps going and keeps going. And finally, he gets so frustrated. You can hear it in his voice. And Gorilla is pretty much laughing at him the entire time. <laughs> you say tornado, I say tornado. Exactly. exactly. Lord Alfred Hayes definitely comes off like he thinks gin is one of the four food groups in this one. <laughs> 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 tornado, tornado, or they're just so tired they're like oh yeah. is, we gotta uh, record like, another one of these <laughs> do you think i feel like texas tornado is a bit of a jobber in the wf yes, but he's he's 27 and oh going into this match yeah he always looks like he's like high on acid to me when i feel like i see uh <laughs> tornado he's got the face of a horse yeah, <laughs> it's just ultimate warrior Jace. Like Very in the game, yeah. did him did him no yeah. favors. I understand. I, to I totally get leg. it. Yeah, you see that peg leg doesn't help. Oh yeah, the peg leg. He's he's like walking around with like a pine tree for a leg, so you can't give him that much <laughs> shit. I guess. Do you um do you notice the part of this match? This I mean, since it's an eight minute match, it's like the most work rate. Michael, where are you on this? There's a part where IRS is like levitating in midair, like Kerry's got him like <laughs> hanging over the ropes, like he doesn't know if he wants to go in or out. It looks like a Nintendo glitched or something. That was my only note on that. That's the best part of the match. Yeah. Next up, we've got Jimmy Snuka facing off against Tanaka with Mr. Fuji. Um joined in progress. You know yeah. it's a good match when they do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never a good thing. Snuka goes over, Snuka's back to wearing uh uh, the the trunks but he's got boots now he's you know the boots up. really threw me off I, I like finally noticed it and then like i wrote my notes down of like did anybody else notice that snook is wearing boots and then as i'm typing out the sentence uh gorilla monsoon comments on the boots i was like all right there goes that <laughs> uh, i think uh monsoon and like alfred are pretty delightful in this this match like they're it's like they're watching like the most house show shit you can imagine and it's like absolutely a piss break or even like a shit break. I don't even know this match. <laughs> those guys go, you know, all in and, you know, it's it's they make it entertaining. Like I enjoy the the monsoon uh, lordship. I agree. Back and forth, even though it's not the you know, it's face to face, but it, it still right. works for me. Next up, we've got our next guest on primetime wrestling. And it, it's a good one. It's the Legion of Doom. Um, they put over their victory over the Nasty Boys at SummerSlam. And uh, Hawk tells the natural disasters they'll run through them like they have all the other teams in the WWF. They come out in uh, in their own Zubaz. Uh, 
Hawk actually looks like he's like dipping in at that time. 100%. 100%. <laughs> he looks like he's packing a lip out there. Um, he's got Kansas City Chief Zubez on, and he guy couldn't even shave the middle of his hair for this. Yeah. Like that stubble <laughs> out there. I think um, I've never seen that before. It's big no. beyond stubble. It's like, you know, it's got a good little Like fuzzy. Yeah. Very fuzzy. Stumple. Stumple. <laughs> Stumple. <laughs> I know if, like Alfred is going crazy, like saying all of Europe is congratulating them. Like he keeps going up the chain and the Royals and like Hawk is like the biggest dick in the world to him. <laughs> he, he gets all the way up to the queen and then Hawk responds like this. Now, you know something, Alfred? Yes. If the queen were here right now, me and Animal would give her a big hug and a nice Wet, juicy kiss. Oh, <laughs> just like we did before. <laughs> <laughs> just like I want to listen to more of, of him talk. I want to imagine, yeah. imagine being one of those people that accepted tickets off of the street, and then you have the Legion of Doom walk in in their face paint and their <laughs> Zubaz and like animals. Uh, animals got reptile zubaz on it's it's wild it's not the traditional zebra stripes it it's such a, a spectacle and you hear the people giggling in the background like oh, they love the it. crowd is like what is going on here talk is so good though i mean like oh, how does that guy's throat not kill him the way he talks that voice a lot of honey he, he doesn't it, he's he goes like 100 percent of this the entire time he's so intense oh like do you think he, hawk ever turns hawk off or is he just like that was he like that all the time gotta be like that at all times that's what i, I guess he's, he's I cranked up to 11 i'd love mm -hmm. to see more of hawk and lord alfred hayes i think that's a, a winning combination like alfred yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think crank, that crank that is a good word to use with uh <laughs> hawk that but segment no, was that. probably my favorite thing from this entire primetime episode. If, if you yeah, ask me. I think that's it's that's pretty there. fair. The flare stuff's pretty good. It is. No, I I love the the flare stuff, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um. What is not my favorite is what is next, and they're showing us <laughs> a recap of the uh, six man tag that opened up SummerSlam 1991. We gotta watch another Hercules match. More Hercules. <laughs> Hercules is on this again. Why? Oh and and this is the first out of the second times that. Uh, uh, Warlord is shown, and second time we're seeing uh, Steamboat and Texas Tornado. Like, come on, guys, be a, a little bit, do do your better job, okay? Um, so we go go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm gonna pass, go past this, and talk about Ted DiBiase <laughs> and Sensational Sherry and their yeah, appearance yeah. on the barber shop. Oh, um, whoa, 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 whoa! If any kids are out there listening, please. Let's stop listening to the the, the podcast because Nick is talking about Brutus Beefcake. It's always <laughs> you get you get ugly. He's at threat level midnight here. Uh, no, I'm distracted. I'm a little distracted by Sensational Sherry. She's looking sensational. I told you she was the best of the three versions, the money version. <laughs> She's out there with Million Dollar Man. He's bitching and moaning about Virgil. Blah 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 blah. It's it is what it is. I don't like these the recap stuff. I could do without. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very uneventful. It is. I don't know though. I like you get to hear of DiBiase calling people a common peasant. <laughs> I think that's we could call that our fans that. I think you know humanoids and ham and eggers. That's been done to death. But we have common peasants or like common peasants like Adam Rubin and um, <laughs> and Carl. 
<laughs> Next, so after that, we get Adam! <laughs> we get footage of uh, Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart and their Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam. That airs, um, which is, it, don't get me wrong, that's probably one of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But again, like, just the recap stuff is is unnecessary. Yeah. Best part of the Mooney list possible yeah. challengers for him. Yeah. Oh, and he's on that uh, list. Including Big Bully Busick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the Berserker gets a shout out. He, Berserker yeah. leads that sentence. That's crazy. Next up, we've got to see our uh, second appearance from the Warlord where uh, he's squashing some guy and uh, wonderful twice in one episode. Yeah. Again, if, if you've ever watched or helped someone move like a mattress into a house and like up a stairs into someone's bedroom, that's what a Warlord match looks like. I feel like. <laughs> Just a struggle. There was there was one really beautiful thing that came out of this, and it's yeah. the fact that Roddy Piper is on commentary. Oh yes, and he is talking about Bret Hart, and he's talking about Stu Hart. So yeah. I have a little a little clip yes. that I think will remain on our soundboard for quite some time. Uh, it's only four seconds, but I think let let's just enjoy it. Stu, I love him. I don't understand him at all, but I love him to death. <laughs> I'm going to use that and use that and use that. I love it. <laughs> Stu, I love him. I don't understand him, but I love him. <laughs> that Stu's in for with his uh, Saskatchewan Pilsners next time. This is like got to be uh, during the steroids trial, right? Because this is the first time we hear Vince's voice, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're, we're what, the last 10 minutes of this this show? Oh, um, I forgot. I'm sorry. I meant to say, do you guys know how old the warlord is here? I apologize. My favorite question. Uh, 39. 28. Oh, I was going to go 42. Mike is the, by far the closest. 29. He has wow. yet to celebrate his dirty 30 here. and what? You guys are calling him 40. 42. <laughs> yeah. The poor what guy didn't even get to go tear up at Applebee's with Roma and Herc, you know, whoever. Why does he have are. a patch of hair on the back of his head? <laughs> yeah, because he missed a spot. He definitely missed it's a Z. very large spot. Z for Warlord. Oh, Z. 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 Z is for Warlord. What is, does Jameson have an answer? Me. Why was Jameson thinks on the back Z. of his head there? What the hell? Wait, hold on. We're going to buzz past Z. <laughs> What is he like? Zeus, white Zeus. I'm conf I'm confusing Zeus and Warlord, combining them. <laughs> they are essentially the same guy. <laughs> oh God! All right, Jameson's out there hyping trivia from WWF magazine and the hot the hotline, the Hulk Hogan hotline. Um, he says he doesn't have parents. <laughs> and then Mooney says, "Why don't you invite them to the show?" He just yeah. said his parents are dead, and Mooney's like getting real dark with Jameson, poor guy. Yeah, pulls a yeah. sock out of his jacket pocket and oh, yeah. blows his nose with it. I, this I is, love this. It. <laughs> he was so good at, at Macho's bachelor party, I'll tell you. <laughs> I love that guy he's I want. a sock as a pocket square like that. Maybe my new thing. The Jim's next wedding. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's renewal of his twentieth vows. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna dress like Jake the Snake with a sock in my. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> as a pocket square. This is it's unbelievable. You think about in 1991, there was only so many channels back then. There's only there's no YouTube or internet. You can't watch anything, right? This is and this is what's on television. Jameson is like the best we could do with like 
20 channels. Fine like, oh, look, get Jameson out there. 90 minute show. Just got to get Jameson on TV. All right. Next up, we've got uh, the big boss man at 30 and 0 and 1. And he's facing off against Dwayne Evans. And he beats him with like, the boss man slam. Kind of looks like Damien Demento. Yeah, I was trying about, to uh, figure out Dwayne Evans' his hair. Yeah. Can, can we talk about his hair? It's kind of like Animal's haircut, but he doesn't have the mohawk. So it's just the horseshoe with the tail. It's it's <laughs> it's quite the scene. Quite does he, the does scene. he also have a Z shaved into his head? Mike's not paying attention. We don't know. <laughs> he, 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 he went to Planet Jameson. <laughs> Planet Jameson. <laughs> How, let's, let's see if let's see if we all give it the same rating. Then we can all go to Planet Jameson when we take a shot later. <laughs> we want to. All right. So uh, this boss man wins. Blah 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 blah. Then we go to uh, Heenan. Heenan, right? He's uh, closing the show. He's got that that world heavyweight championship, the big gold, and he lays it on top of Flair's robe. Uh, it's the best it's ever looked, in my opinion. In oh, this yeah. episode. I completely like, agree. Completely agree. Um, the whole Flair segment is is gold. The the Flair promo from the middle of the show is seven minutes long. But it is absolutely captivating. Like we didn't stop and and talk about it. Agreed. But when when he comes out and Heenan actually introduces Flair and he brings him out on television for the first time, it is just truly captivating. Uh, I, I loved every second of it. And watching absolutely. Flair come out and really poke the bear, man. And Hogan's not around. He's out making movies, and here is Flair coming in, the real world's champion. It was like captivating stuff, man. And yeah. it's such a shame that it never gets paid off. Like, you're Mooney is talking about it, and I have a small clip from earlier in the show that I want to play here because it they were selling this as one of the biggest things in wrestling, and it was, and we yeah. never effing got he just, it. So he dog he dogs on Hogan well, not like WWF, so much. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, does that does the WCW stuff count? But like no. the '91 showdown, the what you saw, the nose in their, on the funeral parlor in their primes, like yes, that's it, that's yeah. it. And like, let's let's hear how Mooney talks about it. Well, you know, Bobby Heenan, as I was trying to say before, I was severely reprimanded by Ric Flair. We can only imagine the magnitude of a collision between Hulk Hogan and the man who claims to be the real champion of the world. And it looks as though that encounter is destined to happen. He made it very simple. He's here. Put up or shut up, Hogan. We we spoke about this like in depth in our uh, WrestleMania eight episode, I believe. Right. Um, and it's just it's it's such a miss. It's such a miss. They didn't even swing. I feel like no. You know? And, and like, you got to wonder, was it like? That's not gonna work for me, brother. Like, is it is it a Hogan thing? Well, they they faced on house shows, house right? Shows. Yeah. Didn't draw. Yeah. yeah, it didn't draw. Yeah, like, my so, ass didn't draw. So like, come on, it's they so didn't crazy. Sell it, I know. Though. Like that, this went for them. Yeah. Who knew that 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 was happening? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This flair stuff on this card on this primetime wrestling is like five can stuff, right? Like, yes, it's awesome. And, and so then Heenan is also bringing his A game. He is a thousand percent. In. Yeah, and. and but it's also, but it's at the same time, it's like shuttled off to the corner on primetime yeah. wrestling. And even now, 
you don't even get like WWE talking about it or referencing it. Like, because no. I think it is such a massive miss. miss. Yeah. But it's two big egos and they did probably just, they didn't know what to do. That's yeah. my take. I, so no, it, it, it's, it's still insane to me. And like you said, Jim Heenan is doing tremendous, tremendous work. And oh, him, incredible. You know, comparing uh, Ric Flair to a fine wine and Hulk Hogan to a generic beer at the end of it. Like it's, it's so, so good heel work, just getting out there, causing heat. And the second that Ric Flair comes out on our television screens, he's getting massive booze. And I'm yeah. sure that they're, yeah. it. and I'm sure that they're telling the jabronis off the street in Stamford, Connecticut, that when this guy comes out, you boo the shit out of him. But still, like, it, no, he's, it, he still works home. them too, because he's like, he turns around at one point, he talks trash to like a woman, and it gets someone else fired up in the crowd. Like, it actually, yeah. like, he gets like genuine reactions yeah. from the crowd. It's because he's it's, so good. It's classic Flair stuff. It's just so tremendous. Give, he's talking so, about 10 years of Hogan and Flair, all the hype, right? He's like, give me the, he's, he's threatening Hogan, but he's giving him like an out. Give me the belt, walk away, and yep. nobody gets hurt. That is, yeah. I love it so much. And they, the crowd hates it so much. It's excellent. So, again, we, and not to like point it off on another episode, but we talk about this in depth. Uh, in our WrestleMania eight episode um, from, from last WrestleMania. But um, what we didn't talk about is the fact that Ric Flair is wearing khakis underneath the robe. And it's like, <laughs> nowadays we're so used to wrestlers who wear like trunks, always wearing trunks, even if it's with like a t-shirt covering their trunks. So they look like they're naked. He comes out in his robe and he's got the khakis on and you can kind of see <laughs> the khakis showing at the bottom. It's, I don't know. It's one of those little things that I noticed and picked up on. And I, I thought it was not. super weird looking. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't see that see either. It. Yeah, that's, go that's back and, and check uh, it out. That would that would change things for me. Oh, it's a man in khakis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you imagine so, he's like, take my button down off and suit jacket and let's put on the robe. WrestleMania 8 part one was episode 95 and part two was, ep was episode 96, just in yeah. case you wanted to go back. This year. This year for right. March. All right, Matt, I'm going to hand it over to you. Let you. Uh... Oh, do we want to rate this? Yeah, give it a rating. Rate it. I love primetime wrestling. I love primetime wrestling. I give this whole thing four cans in the cooler. Very entertaining. Uh, I just, I could do without all the recap stuff. That's like primetime's yeah. flaw. If like, I don't know if you said this when we were recording, if it was an hour, it would be absolutely perfect. But an hour and a half goes a little long. Uh, so four. Yeah, uh, it's, go ahead, Mike. I put it at two and a half cans total because uh, I feel like half of it, like the action was awful. Yes. And like the promos were good. So I like but Yeah, but I like off. that. I like the quick two minute matches. I could have done without the near 10 minute Texas tornado match in there, but yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in the middle from you guys and I'm at like a three, three and a half. So let's go three and a quarter. I, I really did enjoy what was in studio. Uh, Bobby Heenan is tremendous. He gets three up by himself. So let's go to three and a half because Heenan gets three all by himself. And the extra half is for just how amazing Ric Flair is during this. And this episode gave us one of my new favorite quotes with the Roddy Piper uh, talking about <laughs> Stu Hart. So, Three and a half at, at, out of five for me. I'm gonna steal that three and a quarter. I like, I love primetime, like Nick said, because it's like a mixtape. Like it's like what we kind of try to do with this show. Like we give you a little bit of everything, and that's what primetime is. You get 
so a lot of it, the, the issue is there's a ton of filler on this card, yes. right? Yeah, a ton of it, way too much, and repeated. However, yeah, and <laughs> repeated, like oh, two warlord matches, two Hercules matches. That's not good. Um, but <laughs> you get some great Ric Flair stuff, great Heenan stuff, Legion of Doom, in ring action, not so much. Ah, would I say three point two five? I'm gonna actually say two point seven five. What? Oh. Will you be serious? Oh. See, for me, I think I, I also bumped it up because I love when we stumble on, as WWE yeah. likes to call it, moments, right? Like, you picked this because of Big Bully Busick as a joke. And we stumbled into the fact that this was Ric Flair's first appearance on WWF TV. Yeah. And let's not forget about that cold open with Heenan and how good it is. Like, yeah. Heenan is on another level at this mm -hmm. point. Like... To me, that that's what bumped it up more for me. No, that's totally fair. It's and it's, but yeah, like it you, I, those, I can totally agree with everybody's reading. Yeah, it's 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 tough. You get it. Like it's sometimes you're like you get tired watching. If you're you don't have to watch the whole thing like we did, so you no. can skip around and do your yeah. stuff. But, <laughs> so take it, watch it like that. Uh, but it's yeah, it's fun, and it's the only for those who do want to watch it. It's the only uh, episode from of primetime from '91 yeah. that's available on Peacock, right? Correct. Which, we have to wait till strange. March of '92 to get the next one. That's Let weird, isn't that? But that's but th there's a reason, though. I guess this is the only one because maybe it is uh, historical. With yeah. you know, with Rick. Let Lane me ask Nick TV. something real quick. Nick, would you rather watch this Bushwhackers match from this episode <laughs> or Carl Malone? And DDP versus Rodzilla and Hogan. I will. I will answer for. Him. I hate WCW. All right. I... There you go. <laughs> well said. Correct. <laughs> Give me the Bushwhackers. Oh, do the come on, do the yeah. thing. Gonna, there he goes. He's doing it. <laughs> they have good music. But anyway, moving right along, Matt. I'm gonna hand <laughs> it over to you to our. Uh, our <laughs> Matt's gonna preview our uh, top three that we're gonna discuss in length next week. Have Let's at do it. it. Time to take a quick trip around the world with the Extra Cooler Top 3. And the Extra Cooler Top 3 spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling. Let's dive right in. I teased it earlier. I have a little bit of housekeeping for us here. And I want to correct a take of mine from last week. NXT did tell stories that made you want to come back and and rope you in to watch this week and including Cody Rhodes being back for another announcement as his final thing as GM on on NXT but I think I uncovered something as I was thinking more about it is that there's no reason to pay attention to these NXT superstars right now because you know that the end game is for them to step up to the main roster and watch when they get this Smackdown and Raw so to me, there isn't this need or feeling of I have to pay attention because they'll be on my screens later. Like, it's just like I can ignore it and I'll come back to it later. I keep up with the names. I keep up with like what's kind of going on and titles and things like that. But it's never enough to rope me in fully. So while they did tell stories, it's not enough to break through with that one. But let's move on. Honorable mention. Tiny Tony was out here in his tweets again. I will keep you uh, short here and sweet, but he had two active decades-long rating streaks that were broken, taking digs at John Cena and The Undertaker, and then also explaining why this uh, is no longer just a business and it's personal when uh, his mother was in the hospital and 
Vince McMahon and the WWE went after uh, some contracts and went after some of his superstars trying to poach them while they were under contract. I'll leave it to you to go back and read it. But story number three from this past week, Adam Copeland and Ricky Starks in their unscripted shots back and forth in their promo. Woof. I think there are a lot of benefits to letting your superstars go out there, your wrestlers go out there and not have a script. But I feel like this this standoff, this unscripted shots back and forth was not it. This was the downside of letting them out there without scripts. Let's move to story number Hold on. Ricky Stark sucks. I'll talk more about that next week. We'll head to story number two. Jimmy Uso uh, cost Jay and Cody the tag team titles on Raw and the Judgment Day has regained their tag team championships. I don't get this. We'll break it all down next week as we talk about it. Was this all just for SmackDown? But Story number one is SmackDown pulled off a massive show. One of my favorite episodes from the entire year, kicking it off with Cena and Roman. Roman and LA Knight, the amazing shot of the reflection from the glasses and seeing Roman in LA Knight's sights. Uh, just such a cool, cool visual there. And I love the subtle storytelling that's going on between Solo Sokoa not taking his eyes off of John Cena the entire time. I am really, really here for that match. And I think we may get it at Crown Jewel. The I do have to give Mike work rate, Mikey work rate, some huge props here. Last week during our episode, he said that he wishes that they would give us another authority figure on SmackDown to go against raw and here we are triple h comes out and gives us nick aldis uh nwa former nwa champion has history with cody rhodes mickey they, james they, husband they, yeah yeah uh and they faced off at the all the first all-in event um and he's in there immediately and now promoting adam pierce to gm of raw we finally have two gms again this is could be good, could be bad. But if we're talking free agent stuff, as Mike was talking about last week, bravo, sir. Well done. They obviously Triple H was listening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe we, that. We got what you, what you asked for. Uh, and then Kevin Owens, Jade and Charlotte, LA Knight and Solo main event. The whole night was tremendous. That's it from the world in wrestling this week. Awesome. Thank you. Next next week, we look forward to diving into these stories a little deeper, um, chatting it up. Uh, so we've got an extra credit episode on tap next week. Week after that, we're going to start kicking things off with Survivor Series 1993, celebrating the 30-year anniversary. Uh, Mike's been begging us to do this since the inception so happy of right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, be uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and uh, follow the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends about the Extra Cooler Show. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye, friends. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, and this is a little message for you, because I know you're home watching. You saw the robe. Now you see the belt. That belongs to the real world's champion. And you saw the man. But Hulk Hogan, you haven't seen anything yet.